live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it. He caught it. Drake Stoops touchdown with Bob Stoops on the sideline. You gotta be kidding me! What a moment! It's the T Row in the morning show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Ball stolen, layup blocked by Shagwam. Get that out of here. Rock the Shagwam. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Law Offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Casey Thompson back to pass under pressure. We got him! Danny Stutzman! It's a sack! Crossover, Cortez. Pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there, and he got it! He got it! It's the Bichon Show with Norman! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Now free throw line. Scott drives in, puts up a bank shot. Good, and a blocking foul! It counts, and Liz Scott will go to the line for one with four seconds to go. The inbound to Cook. Just dribbled it away, Preston. Your ball club, 20-1. and one. 40 straight wins at home against non-conference opponents in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. The final score, Auburn 86, Oklahoma 68. The bluest blood in the building comes out of the veins of the Wildcats as they defeat Kansas on its home court, 80-62. to 62. Now the Bengals' Super Bowl chances rest on his right foot. The kick is up. Yeah. Hit. Yeah. Good. Coffin nails. Bam. 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 That is unbelievable. Snap back to Garoppolo. Pocket crumbling. He spins out. He's hit. He's wrapped up. He flips it forward. It's tipped. It's intercepted. It's intercepted. It's intercepted. Aaron Donald got pressure on Garoppolo. And Traven Howard clinches. The NFC Championship game. That's my buddy JB Long, TJ. He's he's gonna get to call a Super Bowl. How about that? Good morning, everybody. It is a new day. It is a new week. It is dead gum near a new month. We got one more day in January to get through, folks. It's T Row in the morning show time. Here on The Ref, brought to you by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Toby and TJ with you. Hope you had a great weekend. We got a new uh, new slate in front of us. New palette in front of us. New week in front of us. What a weekend. Holy cow. We got a Super Bowl matchup now. It is the Rams and the Bengals. That's interesting, isn't it? They're going to play it in that uh, same stadium there. SoFi out in Los Angeles, so... Second straight year, one of the teams will have home field advantage for the Super Bowl. I don't like that. I think they should move it. OU loses at number one Auburn Saturday. OSU blows a big lead to Florida. The Sooner women win. Liz Scott, the hero, she hits a big uh, old-fashioned three-point play there with four seconds left. They knock off number nine Texas on Saturday. Uh, and we got a lot of other stuff to get into on this Monday morning. TJ, good morning. How are you today? Doing all right. How are you? 
There we go. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking, Teach. Thanks for asking. How was your weekend? Um, it was fine. Fine. Nothing uh too exciting to report. Just a regular old weekend, but it was a regular good weekend. Regular old weekend, you said. It's a regular old weekend, but it was good, I guess. I was sitting there thinking this no. morning, though, like a regular old weekend. That OU Auburn game to me seems like about a week and a half ago. Because I got up this morning, yeah. I'm heading to work. I'm like, well, oh, we got to talk about OU Auburn. Ago. And it was just two days ago, but I'm like, man, that game seems like it was like three, four, five days ago. So I guess I was busy, but nothing really exciting to report. Did you have some uh, Bronx action this weekend? Did we uh, uh, Saturday evening doubleheader split that one and one took their first loss of the season, okay. so Ooh. they didn't handle that well. Or Bronx didn't handle that well. So oh, did he lose the first game and then bounce back? No, or did no. he lose the second game? They won the uh, first game, lost the second game, but mm. the first game, what a game, man! They were they were down by like I don't know eight twelve. I don't remember what it was. Came back and just started draining threes. Their team just started draining threes and uh, came all the way back and then uh, sealed it at the end. So that was a maybe it took a lot out of them. It, I think it did. That, that was a it was quite the game, quite the battle that they had in that first game. So I think they were kind of drained and that other team was fresh. They had not. Played I need to a game come yet. do some. Uh, I need a, what's their name? The Mavs, right? Yeah. I need to come do some Mavs play by play. <laughs> Me and Kev You're used to call calling teams that turn over the ball a lot, so that might yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. That age. Wow, that, that seems like an unnecessary <laughs> shot to start today. I'm sorry, Porter Moser's up working out. Listening, Porter today. probably left at that one Unnecessary shot. Uh. <laughs> well, um, I hope that. I hope that uh, you said he didn't handle it well. Did we? Uh, he does what, not. What happened there? Uh, he does not take losses well in any sport. It does not matter the sport. It does not matter the team, the circumstances. Like what, how does that reveal itself? Does he throw um, things? Does he? Does he curse? Does he uh, pout? How does usually it a lot of times blaming officials? Um, okay, those officials suck today. You know, one of those. <laughs> he just has this demeanor about him that I don't know where he gets it. This look in his face. And uh, there's just silence in the back seat, usually uh, on the way home or okay. to eat or wherever we're going. You don't know? talk to me. Yeah, don't speak to me. You try to encourage him. You try to pump him up. Uh, no, don't, don't talk. He's usually fine at about 30, 45 minutes, something. Just give him some time and he'll be all right, but. He does not te- like taking a loss, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will say the officials count. weren't great in the second game on Saturday, but <laughs> I don't know that that was the reason they lost. But oh, they had one official that was quite dramatic in his signaling to the table, well, whatever the foul oh, was, yeah? and whoever it was, it was like he was like full on cheerleader with his arm motion. <laughs> yes, he was he was the show. And I looked back at one dad, I'm like, what is this guy doing? He goes, I was just wondering the same thing, man. How he goes, yeah. he must have a, th- a theater background. I go, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I saw well, you had some volleyball action over the weekend, so you were busy too. Well I guess Sunday. Yeah, I hit I hit uh the states of Alabama, Georgia, and Arkansas, all in a 24-hour period. 
And Oklahoma, for that matter. <laughs> I uh, raced over to Arkansas and back yesterday to watch uh, some volleyball. And, oh, Arkansas. Uh, I thought you got, uh, like, the plane got rerouted, so she was playing in Arkansas. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, no, we got home like 7.30 Saturday night, but the airport that you fly in, I didn't know this until this trip, you have to fly in and out of Columbus, Georgia. I guess you don't have to. They have a regional, a small airport, I'm told, in Auburn, but too small for the plane we were in. I think if you were in maybe like a 30-seater, kind of like kind of like Westheimer. Sure. So we could fly in and out at Westheimer if we're in the small plane, like the 30-seater. But we were not in the small plane for this trip. We were in a little little bit bigger one. So any football teams or anything bigger than that have to fly in and out of Columbus, Georgia. So And it's that's like an hour away, 45 minutes to an hour away. It's, it's very much like the Iowa State trip where you have to fly in and out of Des Moines, which uh, makes for a long, quiet bus ride after a loss. So OU gets beat. Then we have an hour bus ride to Columbus, Georgia. Oh. And then uh, and then you fly home. But still, it was an early game. So we were home by 7.30 or so Saturday night. And uh, uh, got up Sunday morning and drove over to Fort Smith. They were just they were in Fort Smith. Chloe played Saturday. Jenny and Chloe and Peyton was over there with them. And so I went over there and watched. They didn't play till the three o'clock on Sunday, so I had plenty of time to get over there. Oh, what a busy day! And uh, watched a couple of watched about four games of volleyball, great games, and then came home last night. And uh, so yeah, I've had a. And now we got big. You're right back tonight. at it tonight. Yeah, I was gonna say right back at mm-hmm. a game tonight. Yeah, busy uh, so four been... or five days that you've had. I guess all the I'm way back to last the Wednesday. SEC. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in West Virginia, Georgia, Alabama, Arkansas, and Oklahoma <laughs> in the last five days. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been go, go, go. It's been go, go, go. But uh, I got a lot to tell you about Auburn, Teach. I saw Charles Barkley. Boy, I, How about that? I, you had a lot of pictures. You saw a lot of stuff. with. Uh, you had plenty of time to uh Did you enjoy tour my that tour of Auburn? Actually, yeah, I kind of did. I kind of did. I got to tell you, I took a picture on that tour that has gotten the most looks of anything I've ever put out in my life. Which uh, one? I mean, I think I saw all uh, saw everything you posted, but I'm not positive well, I did. Let me uh, check it this morning. The photo of the machine that they use oh yeah the transfer portal uh 3d imaging (laughs) yes yeah it does look like (laughs) so just for reference i've got forty thousand followers which is a nice number and a normal pick out a tweet tj pick out more than jim traber i don't know if that's true or not pick out any other tweet from this weekend of mine. Uh, anything else well, you, saw I saw, that you can remember? I saw this statue. I saw the end zone okay, shot where your one. press box is in the end zone. Let's pick the Charles Barkley statue, okay? okay. Uh, let me find the Charles Barkley statue picture here. Okay, there it is. The Charles Barkley statue picture ha- uh, 
has been seen by 18,900 people. Does it tell you that on Instagram? Yeah. You got a little stats thing there that gives you impressions, engagements. Really? uh, All that kind of stuff. How many, you know, obviously likes and retweets and stuff, but there's a little graph there, too, that you can punch on that shows you, it takes you in deeper into the stats. Huh. Find find your last tweet that you sent out. It says, view tweet activity. Oh, tweet activity. Yes, yes. Oh, I knew that. I was thinking Instagram. I was thinking Instagram. Yeah, uh, I knew that. I'm Twitter. Twitter, Twitter, I knew that. Yes, okay, I'm with you. So the Barkley statue, 18,900 people. That, you know, that's a, a decent, okay? Right. Number of people have seen it. The picture of the 3D imaging machine at Auburn got retweeted by some Auburn folks, which then got circulated into the SEC, and a whole bunch of people in the SEC started you know, making jokes about you can get exact sizes, but you can't beat Alabama. I have been getting constant <laughs> retweets all weekend, or quote tweets all weekend from SEC people making fun of Auburn that they have this. Sure, but you were loving that, yeah. It has been retweeted heavily into the uh, Jay Billis world, I'll call it. You can build this, but you can't pay athletes. There's been a whole lot of that going on, you know. Oh, uh, here's why we spend so much money on tuition, because uh. we've got things like this to pay for. It's been picked up in the political world and retweeted around from some like higher education. It's uh, retweeted into the sports medicine world. <laughs> some people, some doctors picked it up and retweeted it around. This photo now has, let me update it this morning, 9 million views. What? 9 I said million what? views. Yes. I, I, I fa- cannot, I cannot stop the, my, like, I don't know how you mute one of your own tweets. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> stop the inflow of quote tweets and comments and refreshes. And oh, you know how it notifies you when somebody nine million views since Saturday. That's crazy. It's it was a cool picture. It's a cool device. Very cool device. But it did look like something out of like a george lucas movie no. or something yeah it looked it looked like it would be like in a sci-fi fake sci-fi movie so i can understand yeah, well, why it got we've so had much a attention. few of those i can't tell you how many people have said hey he found the transfer portal yeah or, the transfer portal was very busy i uh, saw that retweeted a lot on you last last couple of days yeah it's been amazing uh, of anything i've ever tweeted it's been picked up and thrown around more that's great so one little ma- crazy? one little machine that just looks weird and uh, people run with it. Yeah. Well, yeah. It got it got a little uh it got into a couple of different worlds, not just one, a couple of different worlds where people were arguing with each other over it. You know? So that just multiplied everything, but anyway. We got we got, I I got, I, I want to I want to tell you about this tour because I want to compare facilities. You know, we're going into this new conference, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to go on this with our administrators um, was to be able to kind of, at least with this school, be able to kind of compare and contrast. All right, Mm -hmm. where is Oklahoma now compared to what an SEC school has facilities-wise? 
So I do want to talk about that later today. Okay. We are going to talk about the game. I got Porter Moser's post-game reaction. He was blunt and honest like he always is, TJ. I love talking to Porter after a win, sure, but also very much after a loss because he does not uh, he does not uh, sugarcoat anything. We'll talk to Jenny Baranchek, or we'll hear from Jenny Baranchek after a big win for her on Saturday. Plus today's daily T-Row Top 5, your phone calls and texts ahead. It is a Monday show, final day of January. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the Morning Show on the ref. This hour brought to you by Norman Regional Health System. With the Norman Regional Hospital, HealthPlex, and a number of specialized professionals across the Norman and Moore area, Norman Regional Health System here to serve all of South Central Oklahoma's health care needs. It is uh, the Bengals and the Rams, just as everyone predicted at the beginning of the yep. season. Uh, Cincinnati, in overtime, knocks off Kansas City and saves the world from Brittany Matthews and Jackson Mahomes. Thank you, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. They win it in overtime, 27-24. to And the Rams in the late game yesterday over the uh, San Francisco 49ers, 20-17. to Costly INT uh, by Garoppolo at the end of that game, trying to get rid of it. And Rams pick it off and seal the deal, 20-17. to So... As Toby said early on, uh, Rams hosting the Super Bowl against Cincinnati. I can follow Andrew Shepard again. I promised him uh, once the Chiefs were eliminated <laughs> from the playoffs. You can go back now. I would refollow him. Uh, he texted me a couple of times after the game anyway because he knew I wasn't following, so he wanted to share his thoughts with me anyway while I was at a volleyball tournament. I uh, did not see any of the – well, that's not true. I watched the end – the final two minutes of regulation and overtime of the Chiefs and the Bengals on a phone at the volleyball with Peyton. We I like had it on my knee so we could watch it. But other than that, I didn't see a second of the Rams game or any of the Chiefs. And I know some of you find that hard to believe, but my team was out and I was pretty uh pretty entertained by uh watching my daughter. So I'll get I'll see the highlights. I'll be well, that was the important thing to be watching anyway, yeah. so yeah, yeah. No, your team wasn't in there. I think uh, poor Josh Helmer is on the struggle. He's having a hard time, is On he? the struggle bus with this. Yeah. Most people don't like his Chiefs anymore and don't find them likable, and he right. is really struggling with that. I think even more so than the loss, the fact that you know, people don't like uh, Mahomes' fiance and his brother and don't really like a lot of people on his team. He is really struggling with that. So hopefully he's all right today. Yeah, um, I did see his tweet about that, uh, both those topics yesterday. One about uh, Dynasty Mist or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know that people don't like us because we've been to four straight AFC championships, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. That was too – that's too soon. You, You should not tweet immediately after a tough loss really any kind of a loss because you're gonna you're too emotional 
You're going to say something that you regret later. OU, Chiefs, whatever. Give it a day. Gather your thoughts, calm down a little bit, and then say whatever you want to say. Uh, the whole, uh, I did see the whole thing on uh, the brother and, uh, you know, the uh, girlfriend or wife. What, what is she? Uh, fiance. Beyonce, what fiance, is she? Fiance, yes. So, yeah, I can tell. That's a tough transition to go through as a fan. When your team is a likable underdog and then in a fairly short amount of time become hated. Everyone's just sick of you, yeah. <laughs> And you're like, boy, this was a lot more fun when we were a likable underdog. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I can tell that Josh is going through that a little bit. So I did feel bad for Creed and Blake, mm-hmm. James Winchester. But that, that loss, as far as I can tell, entirely goes on the shoulders of Gabe Eichert. Entirely. Calling uh, it over it when it was 21-3 or whatever. He does that all the he time. He does it all the time. He, he doesn't believe teams can come back ever. And he it happens does it all the time. He OU games yes. all the time. Yes. It'll be like second quarter, early third quarter, commercial break, sometimes on the air. Well, boys, this one's over. I'll be like, Gabe, it's happened in OU Texas alone three different times. Fellas, I'm sorry. I know you guys are all optimistic and everything. But there ain't no way we're winning this game. This is over. <laughs> it was like there's a prize if you're the first to declare a game over or something. <laughs> so it's 21 to 3 yesterday. I see a tweet in my timeline from Gabe. This one's over. Uh, by the way, he's like in row seven or something like that. And I was like, well, chalk it up for the Bengals. Gabe's declared it over for the Chiefs. Sure enough, here they come roaring back. So. <laughs> How do we feel about this Super Bowl? Can we get fired up about this Super Bowl or no? Um, I'm pulling for the Bengals. I, you know, I hope they win this thing with all the ties to OU and you know Rams even have Oboe and some other ties. So there was a lot of OU representation this weekend in the playoffs, which was cool. Uh, Tied but then with you got, LSU for the most players in the uh, Final Four. Right, and and not even just OU players. You had a lot of Norman ties with Zach Taylor and Kittle. And yeah. So very cool when you could look at all these rosters and see all the ties to the state of Oklahoma. And, uh, yeah, I'll be pulling for the Bengals, so I think I can get fired up for it. Why? Because um, of the OU ties? OU ties. Because of Mixon and Ryan. Zach Taylor. I don't like Odell Beckham Jr. at all, so I don't want to see him win okay. a Super Bowl. I would uh, if Odell wasn't there, I might be pulling for the Rams because I would like to see Matthew Stafford get him a Super Bowl ring. Because um, I, I certainly would be cheering for him over Joe Burrow, but um, well, you got I don't know. Bobby Evans too with uh, yeah the Rams. So I, I don't know the Bengals like what we just discussed with the the Chiefs. They're the lovable underdog right Likeable now. Likeable so, underdogs, but yeah. you know, for four years asked me when if Joe Burrow is continuing to do this and reeling off. Super Bowl appearances and stuff. So, uh, but right now, yeah, Bengals are kind of easy for me to cheer for. I don't dislike either one of these teams. Um, there's nothing for me not to like about the Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've Matt Stafford is a guy that I've always found easy to cheer for. You know, when he was with Detroit, he was harmless. I, the whole story with his wife and overcoming cancer and all that kind of stuff is a good story he's an i i i I have no problem with him winning a super bowl 
Uh, I McVeigh doesn't bother me like he does you. I think he's kind of cool and fun. I, I, JB works for him, you know, calls their games. So I've got nothing there to not cheer for. Cincinnati, like you said, is a great story. I'm a Reds fan, so I've always kind of, not that I'm a Bengals fan at all, but I, uh, I, I do like the city of Cincinnati. And uh, Mixon and P. Ryan are there. And, I mean, that's just a, you talk about coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, I know there was some preseason, hey, the Bengals might be good this year. But that was like, hey, they might make the playoffs if they can put it all together. Nobody was saying they're going to go to the Super Bowl. I do find it hard to support Joe Burrow uh, because I've got scars there, you know. <laughs> Understandable. But on the other side, you've got Odell Beckham. So those two county, uh, those two cancel each other out in my mind. They each have a unlikable guy. So I don't know. I haven't made up my mind yet. I think I'm leaning Bengals right now. And who I'm pulling for, not who I want to win, or not who I think will win, but who I will pull for. But TBA, TBA. This is too. The problem of the Super Bowl is it's too uh, fairly likable teams for me. I don't have a Patriots in this game, you know. So I got It's going to take me some time to. Somebody's going to have to say something stupid, you know. For me to go, all right, I'm rooting against them. Okay. They've got two weeks, so give them yeah, a day or happen. two here. It'll happen. It'll happen. I guess you got you Jordan Evans, Zach too. Taylor. He's, he's injured, but he's he's there with the Bengals as well. So I called the games of a coach in the Super Bowl, a head coach of a Super you Bowl team. so old. I know, man. <laughs> I was the play-by-play voice of the Norman Tigers when Zach Taylor was their quarterback. And now he is taking the Bengals to a Super Bowl. How about that? Crazy, man. Uh, so, that again, that is a lean. Man, he's, he was on the hot seat like yesterday, too. And now he's taking him to the Super Bowl. So slight lean Bengals right now, but I reserve the right to uh, change my mind over the next couple of weeks. I don't like a team playing at home, though. That bums me out a little bit. Yeah, um, don't worry about it. I think the Bengals will sell more tickets because the Rams fans don't show up. So, hmm. there were a lot yeah, of 49er some... fans in that audience uh, in that stadium yesterday. There'll be some orange and black in the house. Yeah. yeah. All right, we need a break. Uh, underway on a Monday morning. Let's hear from Porter Moser next. What you say? Porter Moser's post-game thoughts after a loss at number one Saturday next. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Coach, uh, what were your thoughts today? You know, I, I, here's, my, here's why I'm so uh, I'm not happy is, you know, we, we had it at four with basically 10 left in the game. And we fought back in, like, in, a, in a lead team, lead atmosphere, and we fought back. You're, you're down four. And you, you can't, the margin for error against a team like this, we literally had, away from our bench, four just horrific turnovers on inbounds plays against the press. Just like one guy who never takes it out just grabbed it. 
one guy that's never supposed to be up front and came in. Uh, we were supposed to set a higher lead for Bijan a, a, a screen. We didn't. We just you can't have that margin for error, uh, you know, against it. We need leadership. We need veterans. I thought Jordan Gowire played as good as he could play. Yeah. I mean, but he can't do it. You know, he needs more. He needs some help. And um, you know, it's a huge atmosphere for 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 some other younger guys. But that's where I'm frustrated. We had an inbounds. We had. I can think four to five inbounds plays that when is unacceptable, and it starts with me. And but man, I tell you, this is why you know you got to establish your group, establish who you are, because that's unacceptable um, to have like to cut it and to have four away from the bench. You need leadership. I can't. It's, I mean, you, you're away from the bench. We got to you know be in our positions that we that we're taught that we're that we're supposed to be in against the press. And we just we have guys taking the ball out. We had guys just catching it, not spacing it, just and it was. It was unacceptable. That's why I'm upset. Jordan Goldwire, you mentioned fantastic for you today with 19 points. What was the difference in his game today? For you? you know what? I thought he was he wasn't he was playing at two. He was changing paces. Yeah. You know he, he had times where he and he saw he had his head up. There was times he got to the rim. There was times he popped back and hit at the Tanner. He took he valued the ball. He didn't have any crazy uh, high degree of difficulty turnovers. Yeah. You know Only one turnover. Yeah, okay. One turnover against an elite pressure. And that's why I told Jordan. I said Jordan, let's build on this. I mean, you just played in, in an elite atmosphere with elite pressure the whole game, and he had one turnover, four assists, and he could have had another four to five assists. So I, I really liked what he did. I liked what Ethan Shagwar did. Um, he gave us some some different things offensively. Um, him not getting practice time, uh, he was involved in some of the stuff against the press. Um, but I, I did think he gives us some different things, yeah. you know, that we've missed. When, 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 when Tanner's out, he gives us yeah. uh, still vision, and he was doing that a lot before he got hurt, and it's good to get that back. Um, man, we did a lot of things. To battle back, yeah. you know, being down 11 and a half, we cut it to three, then they go back up, then we cut it to four, and we, we, were, we were fighting. We were fighting, but you're just, you don't have a margin for error against this team to make those kind of plays. Boy, Jabari Smith. Is really good. There was a couple of times you guarded him, I think, as well as you could, and he just up and went NBA on you. Then. So, like, I look at the shots made, and you know, we made a, we made a couple tough shots, but like, I mean, we we, we made our good shots. We, I think they made like ten high degree difficulty shots. Jabari made them. KD Johnson made a three right in front of our bench. That was they made some high high degree. Then they had some low degree difficulty shots on the dunks that we had. You know, uh, bad ball screen coverage um, with with their five. We had a lot of good defense, but our, we had some bad ball screen coverage with our five that turned into a couple dunks that we've we got. That there's no margin for error. There's guards were yeah. they were holding it. The bigs were getting behind us, and they you throw it up in the vicinity of that. Um, but you know, I, I uh, they, they do. He made a number of high, high degree shots. Uh, anything you could tell us about Marvin? What? How he's uh, it's not broken. He had to go get X-rays. It's just a bummer for him. Yeah. I mean, he has fought through some things yeah. to get in there. He's in a, a, a splint and crutches. Uh, they, they just told me it was a sprain, uh, but it swelled up right away. But man, I mean, he was the first guy off the bat. I mean, he's he fought his way back. He had a good game against West Virginia. So it's, you know, you're bummed for him because he's yeah. fought through a lot. He's fought through a lot, and he was in a position where I thought he, he was going to do some good things for us in an atmosphere with these kind of athletes. All right, last question. You, you play again uh, Monday. I mean, you got a super quick turnaround. you got to fly home and everything. What's the next 48 hours look for look like for you guys? You know, prepping for TCU, we know how good they are. We had our chances, lost in overtime. They beat LSU today, uh, a ranked team. Um, they won at Iowa State. 
Um, Texas got them at home at third place. So it, it, we're all in the same boat. We all played today. We got to turn around. They're coming off a win. We're coming off a loss. Um, I told the team, it's our job to get prepped. We're going to get you the entire scout, the entire prepped. It's your job to come together, get an edge, get get understand why we lost this. Get, I mean, you got to come together as a team. That's your job right now in the next 24 hours before we meet again. And the job of uh, the Sooner fans is you got a team that's going to turn around and play in 48 hours. We need you, man. They're going to need, need some you. energy, I'm going to be right? calling, talking, calling the students. Hey, we need you, man. I'm looking. This energy in here was mind-boggling. This is yeah. one of the best college atmospheres I've ever played in. Great. We're, we, need, we need that Monday. Thanks for stopping by, right. Coach. We appreciate it. Well, I, I, I'll tell you, <laughs> that guy works his <laughs> rear end off, man. I was about to say, he would make an excellent auctioneer. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, yeah, sold. Man, he is just high finally, energy, just go, go, go. I finally saw chill Porter Moser one time on this trip, or as close to chill as we're going to see. We went out to eat Friday night, and we were at the same table. The coaches and Kevin and I and a couple of other people were at the same table. And he was relaxed, you know, as relaxed as he's going to get. It's the first time I've seen it. But I, I, I think I knew this before the road trip. I can tell you after this, just being around these guys, you know, practice, film sessions, walkthroughs, breakfast, lunch, dinner. And this is no offense to anybody else that I've ever worked with or followed. But this coaching staff works harder. I shouldn't say works harder. Grinds harder than any coaching staff I've been on. I mean, they do not stop. They are either watching film or game planning or installing scouts or you know, practicing or shoot, they do not stop. No, man. no, no, no is, let up with them. It's always on no. their mind. Yeah. We, uh, Jalen Hill, uh, sat at our breakfast table on, uh, Saturday morning, game day, uh, with Kevin and I. And he's a great kid, by the way. A lot of fun. And, uh, I said, be honest with me. How the number of plays you guys run this year? compared to last like you know how do, how do they compare and he just started laughing he goes way more now than we had. <laughs> uh, and i don't think that's you know it's just different styles you know some he has so many plays and the scouts are so detailed and everything and i mean that guy works his rear end off it didn't get him a win saturday but it wasn't because they weren't prepared they just he he said it right. I mean they they got themselves within three or four of the number one team in the country on mm-hmm. the road within striking distance, and then just made some t- terrible mistakes. It, and you cannot do that if you're going to beat number one on the road. From the beginning and of Jabari the game, Jabari Smith is really he's, good. He's really good. He was he was excellent. For me, it felt like in the beginning of that game they were timid and a little bit in awe, I think, of number one and that crowd and what was going on. Then they settled in, played much better, and then they got within four, 
and then it was like it got in their head again, like we're within four of number one on the road in this atmosphere and just made some boneheaded mistakes uh, that, yeah. that opened it back up for them. So, um, and, and they don't have a dude sitting there that's going to be top one, two, oh, three boy. pick in the NBA draft he's a like that. I mean, he's yeah. – he, some of those shots he hit were like, well, that's an NBA shot. I mean, what else are you going to do about that, you know? Um, yeah, what was I going to say? Oh, one of the big problems for OU Saturday, and we can talk more about this going forward, they shoot a high percentage because they run so many plays that get them layups. Back cuts, uh, run the offense, guy comes around a screen, he's got an open alley to the bucket. They execute at a very high level. That's why they are top ten in the country in field goal percentage. The problem Saturday was when they did that, there was a seven foot one guy still there to protect the rim. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, ran the play to perfection. There's the back cut. There's the layup. Swatted. Mm-hmm. That doesn't get swatted against anybody else. Nobody else has that seven foot one guy. So I think that stunned them early. Like they're like, we're running some plays, we're executing some plays, and these usually work. And. They're not working today because of the seven-foot-one dude. So then they had to kind of change their offense and say, all right, we're got, we got to score from the perimeter today. We're not going to get as much around the bucket as we normally get. We're going to have to run some plays to get some outside shots. And it took them a while to kind of adjust. But anyway, I do want to talk about that arena, that atmosphere. I want to do some facilities comparisons today. We're going to hear from Jenny Baranchek coming up. Your phone calls and text messages as well. Oh, that was a hard word for me to spit out on a Monday morning. Text mess- text messages as well. <sighs> 405-329-9000. You could text the show, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. We'll be back. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Norman Regional Health System brings you this hour of the T-Row in the morning show. Big thanks to them. What do we got here on the Air Comfort Solutions text line? Don't forget the women's tennis team is heading to the indoor natty tourney after a big win over number six yesterday. It's from OU Architect. It must be from OU Architect. <laughs> All right. You got it out there. Big o- tennis o- fan. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, OU Architect, for the reminder. Quote, too small for the plane we were in, end quote. Humble brag much? Uh, well, I, yeah, didn't mean for that to be that way. <laughs> I would say the size doesn't necessarily... Wait, i got to word this carefully. Let me back this sentence up a little bit, Teach, before I get myself uh, into a quote. Uh... Because of, well, sometimes the smaller planes are nicer. How about that? I'll leave it at that. So I don't think the bigger plane equals nicer plane. Just more people had to go. So sometimes you can land at a smaller airport, and sometimes you can't, depending on how many people are in your on the team or in the traveling party. Baseball teams are larger. You know, golf teams are smaller, things like that. 
Didn't mean that to be any braggadocious. Man, what a snob. Depends on the size of the team. <laughs> let's write, the that, of let's write that one down, trip. people. Let's write it down. If you've got seven people on your team, you could take a smaller plane than if you've got 85. <laughs> I would rather be on a... Uh, PJ, as Tyler McComas would call it, that seats eight, than a seven forty seven sitting in a middle seat between two offensive linemen. You know, so that sometimes the bigger plane does not equal the better plane. That's my point. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Has anyone else noticed the resemblance of Lou Anarumo and your co-host from Piedmont? They kept showing him on the sideline yesterday, and I kept thinking, I see T Row. I it never stood out to me, so I can honestly say no. I. Oh, who is that? The, the, the Bengals, D.C. Um, I'm sure they showed him, but it never jumped out at me like he looks like you. Let me look this guy up. How do you spell his name? Uh, A-N-A-R-U-M-O, I believe. Okay, here we go. Lou Anarumo. Looks like me. That's what this person's saying. Hmm. I know they show coaches like that and stuff, but nothing ever jumped out at me yesterday. I'm looking at pictures of him right now. I don't, I don't see the resemblance, but sometimes it's hard to see the resemblance to yourself. I will tell you, there was a guy that looked and acted just like Gabe Eichert. He could have been his twin brother at the volleyball thing yesterday. And so I texted him. I knew he was at the Chiefs game. I said, do you happen to have a sibling or a cousin who coaches 14-year-old volleyball in Arkansas? <laughs> <laughs> this guy was coaching an Arkansas team. He, he was... Uh, he said it, it wasn't it wasn't related to him, but he acted just like him too, man. It was uncanny. Did he get down on his team after they were down one set and say it was over? Start yelling <laughs> over, at him, girls. We got no shot. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. Uh, top five for today coming up. I want to talk about Auburn a little bit more coming up. The campus, the facilities they've got there, all that kind of stuff. Uh, take your phone calls as well. We'll be back.